and welcome to the Business Success Show and you are in for a treat. Stay tuned in. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business and Wealth Show with your host, Mac Atram. And today I have a very special friend of mine. We've known each other for years. And I can't pinpoint, I know it's more than 10 years. Uh, his name is Elliot Kay. And Elliot Kay helps people communicate better. Now, communicate better in terms of leveraging their time, leveraging their resources. If you can't communicate, you'll struggle in business. And we know if you can communicate, you can sell. If you can communicate, you can attract. If you can communicate, you can make an impact. He does all of that for his clients. Give you an idea that some of these clients have approached him so they can make more a bigger impact on, have you heard of the program called Dragon's Den? How do you pitch yourself? Right? Have you heard of a program called Master Chef, where you don't want to go on these programs and start losing and start losing what you're trying to say and losing your train of thoughts? So, and above that, also other people in the industry is help managing directors, entrepreneurs, and many, many more. Elliot, welcome to the Business and Wealth Show. Thanks for having me, Mac. Yeah, God, over a decade we've known each other, but you look, you on the, you keep looking younger and younger. And I keep growing and looking over and over. How, how does that happen? How does that happen? I have no idea about that one, but <laughs> welcome anyway. Uh, Elliot, you know the reason why, there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to get you on a podcast here. You're yeah. working with people and helping them to communicate better. And one of the key, key things is, and I say to a lot of our business owners, learn to communicate, learn to communicate. Right. And especially not only one-on-one, -on -one, but one-to-many. Now, I know you've helped people to do that in both arenas. Why is, you know, so that's one of the reasons we're going to talk about that. And the other reason is you recently, um, again, I think it's the second year, yeah. launched your speaker awards and the speaker awards for people who are already in the speaking industry or trainers who really can use that as positioning. So I want to talk about that later on. But for now, why is, how, yeah, let's talk about your background. How did you get involved in the speaking industry and then end up helping people to be able to speak? And, uh, and leverage their time free speaking? Great question. How did I end up here? Gosh. Yeah. Um, where, where do we dial back to? So kind of very quick background. Many moons ago, I actually was a, I started very late as a professional dancer. So 21, I decided I wanted to be a dancer against all odds. I applied for a dance school in Leeds. Um, and it was to begin with, I worked every night and every weekend to fund myself. I didn't have the money. My parents didn't have the money. It's one of those stories. And then after one term, I got a scholarship. And that's what freed me up or freed my evenings up at least. So I did that for a while and then uh, toured, did all this stuff, um, came back to the UK and I actually got injured like many dancers, lower back injury, then ended up in the corporate world, started various things. And again, even then, there were signs of a serial entrepreneur. I launched like a, or tried to launch a fashion brand. I tried to write a TV show, you know, all these kind of bits and bobs. I think you can relate to that. And just Absolutely. all these exploits ended up a call center. From there, ended up in training, 
from training, uh, found my training career, ended up with Sky, with TalkTalk, KFC, Pizza Hut, Warstones, all of these kind of big brands writing their training, their customer service journey, all that kind of stuff. And then one day in my in my apartment in Acton, uh, in West London, um, I, I, I sat there and I was like, I want more, something more. There's something bigger for me out there. I want to be a better trainer. I want to be something beyond this. And I found coaching. So I started mm. to study coaching. And then as part of this coaching, I did the old school thing where you had to work with people to get qualified as a coach, not just attend a weekend and get a certificate. So I was working with 15 people. And this one person said something that changed it all. She said, working with you, I learned to be happy to lose weight and not lose weight to be happy. Mm. Blew me away. I had an epiphany, shivers down my spine. I'll never forget that day in my little attic room in West London doing a coaching session over the phone. Remember those, Max? Yeah, over I remember the phone, Like, <laughs> you know, Mac, when we used to kind of like dial and go, hello. Before <laughs> Skype, session. before Zoom, you yeah, yeah. the phone to do over coaching. The phone. Right. Yeah. And so that changed my path. There is a relevancy to this. And then I started to take coaching seriously, launched a coaching career. Um, so I used to be known as the coach with a hat, which is, I believe, when we met. And then it, it kind of scaled from there. Throughout that time, once I launched the coach with a hat and did all that, I was pulled in by by my business partner back then, who launched what was known at the time Pony Express Speakers mm. Club. Um, she's like, I've seen you on stage. You're very charismatic. Because I use speaking to help promote my coaching, to help get my message out there at the time. And um, from that, we built the business. We built the speaking business. And I kept getting pulled in to all these assessor positions to speak a trainer position. So I trained with this company and uh, I used to attend their training and they pulled me in to become their international trainer. So I did that for five years. So that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. How I ended up working with trainers and then to th um, with speakers, sorry. And then in 2018, I made the decision to shut down my other business, which was a strategy business, to move full time into per uh, Speaker Express, which mm. is what it is now, and really grow it and build it i'd raise investment i was going to launch abroad and then the pandemic happened and la 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 la, la. Wow. we know that story but that's yeah. how i ended up doing what i'm doing in a nutshell i've written now six books three of them about speaking i'm writing my seventh one about executive presence um and two of them are bestsellers one of them was shortlisted for the business book awards last year and so that's a little bit about me in a nutshell there you awesome. go you know me in inside so, out mac inside there out. there you go there's elliot k so Tell us, Elliot, thanks for that background. Why is speaking so important for those li people listening in, small business owners, entrepreneurs? Why is being able to articulate yourself in front of many people or even one-on-one -on -one, so, so important? It's for the simple reason that you've got to stand out, right? You've got to be relatable. You've got to be connected. People got to feel you hear you and get a real sense for what you are and who you are especially in this modern day people want authenticity they want you to be real people are fed up right i think you'll know this mm, from yeah. your own work that just people are just fed up with falseness and they're they're fed up with being lied to and 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 had the wall pulled over their eyes so speaking is one of the best ways for you to create instant connection instant impact for you to get into the hearts and minds alike of your potential buyer of your potential customer of of your market it's a great way to extend the brand people can feel and touch the brand versus being this elusive thing that's on the internet or on tv 
they get a real sense for you. And that's the power of speaking and that's the power of communication, whether you're, you know, and again, it depends on the brand you are, right? You and mm. I know there's some speakers out there that uh, uh, East London through and through, and that's who they are in the brand and they're rough and they're ready, but that's who they are. Right. And that's, there's, that's, that's it. There's no right. What, what, is, what is, what's, what's an international uh, version of East London through and through rough and ready? <laughs> what would be the uh, American version of that or an Australian version? Of that? I guess, I don't want to get caught out or be pulled out for lack of, you know, a I Jersey think kind boy, of, baby. yeah, yeah, Bronx kind of, Bronx, like yeah, rough, rough and ready, rough yeah. in a good way, please. Anyone listening yeah, to me, in the positive way, right? And I think that who you are as a brand will always come forwards mm. when you speak, and I think that's something that the written word, your content, your videos won't quite capture. And I'll give you a very quick example. Um, last week I did a LinkedIn audio live right because they used to right. go on clubhouse a lot and i came off clubhouse because it was draining and it was exhausting and so i just did my first audio on linkedin and that one audio linkedin i did woke up conversations with customers that i've had but haven't had for a while because they haven't had that interaction with me mm. and as a result of that, i've had five calls this week with people in america like yes now I remember why I wanted to work with you. Now I know why we, you know, I wanted to talk to you, et cetera, et cetera. And that's something that speaking gives that other forms of marketing doesn't, right. period. And that's why it's important. Now, using the right language is important. And I mean the language that your audience relates to, not that I think a lot of the problem is a lot of speakers get on stage and they talk from their model of the world, right? They talk mm -hmm. from their understanding. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're building that bridge, right? You're a very experienced speaker yourself, Mark. You speak internationally. And if you can't land in their world, you're on your own. It's a very lonely place. And it comes from the language and the emotion behind it. And that, again, speaking does that very quickly versus if you did linkedin ads or facebook ads with a video it, it doesn't have that same immediacy and Absolutely. that's where speaking is so important yeah, and i love what you said there and and you know for me one of the biggest things which i try and convey to a lot of our clients is that that essence of leverage leveraging your time when you right. speak one to many because you could say the same thing to one person but what if you could do that to 10 people 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people, whether it's on stage, whether it's on a live, whether it's on a, a webinar, you know, you, you're conveying that message and it's attraction. I call it attraction-based marketing. They attract right. to you because of what you said, um, Elliot, about, you know, they can resonate with you. They feel your heart. They see where you're coming from, which is fantastic. Now, for those people listening in thinking, Oh, but Elliot, yeah, it's okay you saying that, and, and it's okay for speakers. That's what they do. But I'm a, I'm an accountant. I'm an architect. I'm a car garage. I'm a car mechanic. Um, why would I do? I'm a consultant. I'm a financial advisor. This doesn't apply to me. What do you say about that? I say uh -uh, you're wrong. <laughs> that's what I'll say. I say here's the thing, right? Number one, it's that whole cliche. The moment you stand on stage, there's an aura of authority. So mm. whether you're a mechanic, a plumber, an electrician, when you go to trade shows or when you go to your kind of annual conference for electricians and you're the person standing on stage, of course, you need to add value and you need to say something of substance. But you're immediately got that that 
center point of attraction you become that key person of influence right yeah when you're seen on stage period you still have to do a good job and that's why you know you want training and you invest in it but that's why it's important the other thing is what you can do in an hour when you're speaking in terms of marketing will cost you a lot more if you're paying for that or you're writing about it uh, and you're depending on other people right you're depending on platforms to show your content you're depending on them to 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 make sure you show up on feeds and things like that you're you're depending on people finding your blog versus people are showing up to see you speak in that moment mm. in that hour you can have far more impact so whether you're a tradesman whether you're a serviceman whether you 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 selling drills it doesn't matter if you're on stage and I never forget this I used to have a client and he used to uh, fix um meat machines right all right and one time he came to one of my trainings and he talked so passionately about this thing he'd created to fix a machine i didn't understand what he was saying but i wanted to buy it because he was just full of passion and he he, he <laughs> talked about how he'd solved this problem i was like oh my god i want it his name right. was Paul. I never forget him, right? And that's the thing when you're on stage and you're talking from a place of expertise, of passion, of knowledge. Every industry needs that. Every industry has a speaker. And the other thing I will say to that, Mac, the other caveat is, if you're not standing on stage sharing your expertise, and knowledge, someone else is, and I mm -hmm. bet they don't care as much as you. There you go. There you go. You said it there. And so, Elliot, now I'll get it. Now, tell me something. Can anyone learn to be a good speaker, orator? Uh, is it a born skill or is it something that can be learned? Absolutely. Uh, I believe, I believe, and I, I haven't seen anybody, I haven't, I've never looked at anyone and go, oh my God, it's just, no, please just stay behind your desk. <laughs> I believe everybody can be a speaker. It's a skill that everybody can learn. Now, again, I think it's important to distinguish speaking to promote, speaking to market, speaking to sell is different from becoming a paid speaker. And I think that's mm. important for the listeners, yeah. for the, you know, the people who are listening to this, when you talk about leverage, when you talk about small business owners and things like that, it's approaching speaking to market, to influence, to sell, yeah. right? Anybody can do that, period. Um, you've worked with thousands of people across the world and you've seen it. Um, I've seen it. Anybody can do it. It's a skill. You have to have the time, the money, the energy to invest mm. in it. You have to have a desire to do it, but anybody can do it. And all you have to do is look at some of the incredible TED talks, TEDx's, which people that have, you know, uh, problems with speaking and they're doing a TEDx. All you have to do is look at Hawkins to see that you don't actually need to mm. speak to speak, right? Obviously he did because he 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 was a genius and he pioneered a way of doing that. But anybody can do it as long as you want to do it, have the skill to do it, the desire to do it, and the willingness. I believe anybody can come speak out. Fantastic. On that note, uh, Elliot, I want to take it down the speaker awards because yes. from the bottom of your heart, you have helped so many people. And at the same time, you believe that more people or good speakers should be recognized for their great work. Tell us a little bit about the speaker awards. Why was it created? And any speakers listening in, why they should really pay attention? Yeah, I created it because, um, like many things, I was, I, was slightly, I was slightly frustrated with the industry. Um, and a lot of, by the way, a lot of speakers that enter are entrepreneurs who speak, they're experts that speak. So, yes, we do attract the professional speakers, but we actually attract far more of the key person of influence and people like that, people in, in sort of 
your arena as well who right. speak, who understand the importance of recognition. The reason I set it up is because I felt throughout the pandemic and afterwards that a lot of people who are experts that speak were at the forefront of it. They were sharing expertise. They were supporting communities. They were giving away their, their knowledge to help people, to help upskill their communities, their industries. Like me, I mean, I I stopped, you know, I gave access to all my staff and <clears throat> I just felt there was no public body that recognized people for their work. Plus, I, I guess inadvertently, I'm trying to give a standard to the industry as well. But mm. that's a different and I'm not kind of focused on that. So it's like, do you know what? Why don't we create a public platform that is completely neutral, right? Because, again, I know that a lot of like the Professional Speaker Association have their awards and, you know, other training companies have their awards for their clients. Right. But what I wanted is something completely open that people enter and there's peers and there's professionals that watch their stuff and they're given an award for what they've done. It's completely neutral because it's not like, oh, they've paid me more money or, you know, there's no politics in that respect. In that respect. And that's why I set up the Speaker Awards. And again, it started with a little... With my business partner, you know, Simone, I was like, hey, we should do yeah. the speaker awards. And he's like, no, hey, no. I'm like, well, I'm doing it. Are you anyone? Okay. <laughs> and then we turned to, you know, Lucy from Rethink Press. Um, oh. And I was like, look, we really need a, a partner on board. Are you in? And she went, yeah, I'm in. But I don't believe you can do it. Again, so that's already two people. Because I, I gave a very short space of time. Right. I think I thought about it in June, discussed it in July, and it was in November. Right. Correct. So, and considering August and July were in the way, she said on stage, unfortunately you're away. Yeah. I didn't believe Elliot will pull it off. I, I just thought wow. he was crazy. And I was like, watch me, one of those. So we just launched it. We, I, I think I expected 40 in the room at the time. Uh, and you were one of our original judges, right? I approached you and said, That's hey, right. Mac, would you be one of our... And you were like, yeah, cool. How can I serve? And thank Yeah, you how can I that. support you? Anything you're doing, I think I believe in it. So, of course... Definitely. Thank you. And you're back again this year. Absolutely. And yeah, so it, it, it really took off last year and we we had a, a fantastic evening. Uh, we had various people win awards who's now speaking and businesses have transformed. Obviously, they're charging and getting more money as a result. That is not the driver, by the way. People getting more money is not what's behind this. What behind this is for me is truly recognizing people for the hard work they've put in. That's what's putting it behind me. Mm. And I do this because I deserve people. People deserve the limelight, even though they might be in the limelight because they speak. But I, I believe someone's always asked me, what's the definition of success? And I say it's respect from peers, right? When your mm. peers massively respect you, that's success, Right. right. And that's what I wanted to create for the Speaker Awards. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, you touched it on that just now about what does it give you ultimately? So if you're recognized by your peers and you have received this award, apart from recognition, what, potentially what are some of the stories people have shared with you? Hey, Elliot, you know, thanks for, you know, doing these Speaker Awards. Um, just a month after I got this or I received this or this has happened or what are some of the stories that people or some of the things they've got outside of that? I know some of it is going to be involved money or business. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Right, give us some ideas. So if I go, let's go with the speaker of the year, Jazz. Um, yes. Oh, yes. Inc yeah, incredible. Love, love Jazz, just her whole, who she is. So she, for example, besides fees going up, 
she talked to us recently. She said, well, typically she would do two or three corporate gigs a year. Since winning the award, she's already done eight this wow. year. So in terms of exposure, and she said one person booked her, literally went, you were Speaker of the Year. How much are you? I want to book you. So, and I mean, she exploded. She exploded so much that LinkedIn banned her because they thought she was like, that's right. Because so many people are adding her and so many emails are going out. <clears throat> so for Jazz, that was, and, and again, when you hear her speak about the award, she talks about her imposter syndrome kicking in when she won it. And then she went through this whole thing. She talks very openly that, oh, she only gave it to only won it because I'm brown. So she talks also about her racial insecurity right. coming in and mm. how she overcame that. So it's a very interesting story. There's a video of it when she talks about it quite openly. So for her, it's transformed her speaking career, her positioning. Another one, uh, Magdalene, who won TEDx category, mm. she's in front of a, a, a um, she runs a charity. So for her, it's given the credibility to the charity because the, the CEO is an award-winning CEO, right? Mm -hmm. And because it was the TEDx category, it gave kudos to her concept and her idea. Right. And another guy who won, who was the newcomer of the year award, yeah, Tom, he said that he was able to negotiate and ask for money a lot easier, post it again, because right. he was an award winner. So I know it's all come back to money and we haven't caught up with the others, but I know that it's raised their profile, it's raised their kudos. I know it's opened doors for them. Other people now have gone on to write books as a result of it because now they feel like they've got the credibility to write right. the book. It's definitely magnified their business. It's elevated their businesses. It's elevated them as people. And I think even if people don't win, and I think this is important to mention, Mac, going through the process itself is a great experience. And again, they all talk about that. Mm -hmm. Most of them didn't expect to win. But going through the process of cleaning up, knowing who you are as a speaker, going, I'm that kind of speaker, choosing the right footage that, you know, is going to like shop, you know, it's going to show you in the right way. The process itself is a great cleansing, refining clarity process. So most people go, no, I didn't win. But you know what, where I've landed as a result of that, I know who I am, what I am. I know what I stand for. I know where I want to go. Right. And that's that's worth it in itself. You know, in that moment, as you're describing there, what came to my mind was clearly then it inadvertently helps you reach one of the goals you had, which you said at the beginning of the show, which was raise the standards of speaking. Right. So if someone has to now assess themselves, put their best foot forward, their best footage, really look at what, what they stand for. Now, the, the standard of speaking now raises like that, which is what you wanted to do in the first place. Fantastic. Yeah. And also being accountable as a speaker, because as you know, some speakers can be prima donnas, but you know, that's another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, we know about that. We know about that. But you know, the, the one thing I love about what you're doing is it's the, it's, it's the wanting to stick to the authenticity, people being themselves rather than being, if I can use the word fake or being something yeah. else. Now, Elliot, for those who are speakers already, who want to, who are now thinking, oh, actually, I think I am, I, I'm a candidate for this. What do they need to do? How do they get involved in this? Because I know the doors are closing very soon. Yeah, so the doors close on the 1st of May, midnight, UK midnight, right? UK midnight. Um, I have to be clear on that because we do have international applications yes um so close midnight uk what they need to do is go to the speakerawards.com 
so thespeakerawards.com, there's nine different categories they can enter, right? Yeah. So I'm sure within that there's something they, they can. And if they're just starting out, there's the newcomer category. So you can enter that as well. And they just need to have footage, three to five minutes, unless they enter the TEDx, which is more eight to 10 minutes. And they need to have a bio and they need to tell us why they think we sh they should win. That's it. That's literally it. Um, yeah. They can upload it directly or they can send us a Vimeo or YouTube link, right? If they don't have the original source, 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 source. source. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, <laughs> no, I, I get it. Source or source. Anyway, so, so if the they don't have the original. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, and and that's what all they need to do and just be willing to go through the process and read the Q&As because we clarify a lot of things there. But speakerwords.com, put your footage on there. Tell us why you should win. Have a bio. Submit. There is a £30 admin fee because we don't want this to be a popularity contest and we want this to be a genuine contest. And there is a lot of admin work that goes on the background. I think, yeah, you know, I, you've seen a lot of what I have was to do. surprised. You know, yes. I've won a lot of awards. You know, I've won so many. Trainer of the Year coach of the year, uh, global man of the year. I've won so many. Now, one of the things that some people think is that, oh, is this just a popularity contest? You, you know, Elliot's going to choose a person he likes. Nope. I've seen the back engine. I've, see, I've, I've been involved in actually market this way. And, and, it's, and it's very objective. And whatever comes out, comes out. And you can't run away from it. And so I love that scrutiny of assessment and then getting the best candidate because it's very objective. And you have not just one judge. You have a number of judges. How many judges? About 12, This year, 19. We've gone from 19. six when you joined to 19. There were going to be 21 who dropped off. Um, but yeah, it's 19 judges. And this year, the judges can't see each other's scores. Right. There you go. So it makes it even. Uh, so if you win this, uh, get involved. Speaker Award, thespeakerawards.com. Get involved. Yep. Any questions, just reach out to um, the speak. There's a uh, contact details on the, on the on that website as well. I believe yeah. is that right? And just yeah, Mike, out. as in microphone, M I C at thespeakerawards.com. Send us a, if you've got a question, send us an email. The whole team are screening it. I am Wang. Everyone's keeping an eye on it. Any questions you have, it closes midnight. No more play after the first of May, UK. It all rhymes for some reason. Um, <laughs> so yeah, get involved. And as I say, even the process itself is worthwhile. And then the kind of the big reveal day, the 7th, we have a conference during the day, 7th of July. And then the meal is the 7th uh, in the evening, uh, location to be confirmed. But we'll awesome. keep you posted about that, yeah. Awesome. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Elliot, thank you for jumping onto this show. We're going to get Thanks this out. So more people need to see this. Um, and if you are a speaker already, get involved at thespeakerawards.com. If you're not a speaker, and you want to get involved and you want to use speaking as a way of leverage to attract more clients, then do get on that bandwagon as well. Reach out to Elliot, see how he can help you. So on that note, I want to say, Elliot, thank you for jumping onto the show. Thank you, Mike. Everyone else, thank you. If you're not a subscriber to this channel, make sure you subscribe or follow or make some comments as well and let us know what you thought. All right. Until we speak again, take care. Much love. Bye for now.